Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Third Canto, Chapter 24, Texts 26 through 34. Kardamamuni glorifies the Lord, and Kardama presents his request before the Lord. Text 26. When Kardamamuni understood that the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the chief of all the demigods, Vishnu, had descended, Kardama approached him in a secluded place, offered obeisances, and spoke as follows. Report by Srila Prabhupada. Lord Vishnu is called Tri Yuga. He appears in three yugas, Satya, Treta, and Dwarpa. But in Kali Yuga, he does not appear. From the prayers of Prahlad Maharaj, however, we understand that he appears garbed as a devotee in Kali Yuga. Lord Chaitanya is that devotee. Krishna appeared in the form of a devotee, but although he never disclosed himself, Rupa Goswami could understand his identity, for the Lord cannot hide himself from a pure devotee. Rupa Goswami detected him when he offered his first obeisances to Lord Chaitanya. He knew that Lord Chaitanya was Krishna himself, and therefore he offered his obeisances with the following words. I offer my respects to Krishna, who has now appeared as Lord Chaitanya. This is also confirmed in the prayers of Prahlad Maharaj. In Kali Yuga, he does not directly appear, but he appears as a devotee. Vishnu is therefore known as Tri Yuga. Another explanation of Tri Yuga is that he has three pairs of divine attributes, namely power and affluence, piety and renown, and wisdom and dispassion. According to Sridhar Swami, his three pairs of opulences are complete riches and complete strength, complete fame and complete beauty, and complete wisdom and complete renunciation. There are different interpretations of Tri Yuga, but it is accepted by all learned scholars that Tri Yuga means Vishnu. When Kardamamuni understood that his son, Kapila, was Vishnu himself, he wanted to offer his obeisances. Therefore, when Kapila was alone, he offered his respects and expressed his mind as follows. Text 27. Kardamamuni said, Oh, after a long time, the demigods of this universe have become pleased with the suffering souls who are in material entanglement because of their own misdeeds. Purport by Srila Prabhupada This material world is a place for suffering, which is due to the misdeeds of the inhabitants, the conditioned souls themselves. The sufferings are not extraneously imposed upon them 
Rather, the conditioned souls create their own suffering by their own acts. In the forest, fire takes place automatically. It is not that someone has to go there and set a fire. Because of friction among various trees, fire occurs automatically. When there is too much heat from the forest fire of this material world, the demigods, including Brahma himself, being harassed, approach the Supreme Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and appeal to him to alleviate the condition. Then the Supreme Personality of Godhead descends. In other words, when the demigods become distressed by the sufferings of the conditioned souls, they approach the Lord to remedy the suffering, and the Personality of Godhead descends. When the Lord descends, all the demigods become enlivened. Therefore, Kardamamuni said, After many, many years of human suffering, all the demigods are now satisfied because Kapiladev, the incarnation of Godhead, has appeared. Text 28. After many births, mature yogis, by complete trance in yoga, endeavor in secluded places to see the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Some important things are mentioned here about yoga. The word Bahu Janma Vipaktena means after many, many births of mature yoga practice. And another word, Samyag Yoga Samadina, means by complete practice of the yoga system. Complete practice of yoga means Bhakti Yoga. Unless one comes to the point of Bhakti Yoga or surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one's yoga practice is not complete. This same point is corroborated in the Srimad Bhagavad Gita. Bahonam Janmanamante After many, many births, the jnani who has matured in transcendental knowledge surrenders unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Kardamamuni repeats the same statement. After many, many years, and many, many births of complete practice of yoga, one can see the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord in a secluded place. It is not that after one practices some sitting postures, he immediately becomes perfect. One has to perform yoga for a long time, many, many births, to become mature. And a yogi has to practice in a secluded place. One cannot practice yoga in a city or in a public park and declare that he has become God simply by some exchange of dollars. This is all bogus propaganda. Those who are actual yogis practice in a secluded place. And after many, many births, they become successful, provided they surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is the completion of yoga.
Text 29. Not considering the negligence of ordinary householders like us, that very same Supreme Personality of Godhead appears in our homes just to support his devotees. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Devotees are so affectionate toward the Personality of Godhead that although he does not appear before those who practice yoga in a secluded place, even after many, many births, he agrees to appear in a householder's home where devotees engage in devotional service without material yoga practice. In other words, devotional service to the Lord is so easy that even a householder can see the Supreme Personality of Godhead as one of the members of his household as his son, as Kardamamuni experienced. He was a householder, although a yogi, but he had the incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Kapilamuni, as his son. Devotional service is such a powerful, transcendental method that it surpasses all other methods of transcendental realization. The Lord therefore says that he lives neither in Vaikuntha nor in the heart of the yogi, but he lives where his pure devotees are always chanting and glorifying him. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is known as Bhaktavatsala. He is never described as Gani Vatsala or Yogi Vatsala. He is always described as Bhakta Vatsala because he is more inclined toward his devotees than toward other transcendentalists. In Bhagavad Gita, it is confirmed that only a devotee can understand him as he is. Bhaktiamam Abhijanati One can understand me only by devotional service, not otherwise. That understanding alone is real, because... Although jnanis, mental speculators, can realize only the effulgence or the bodily luster of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and yogis can realize only the partial representation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, a bhakta not only realizes him as he is, but also associates with the Personality of Godhead face to face. Text 30. Kardamamuni continued. You, my dear Lord, who are always increasing the honor of your devotees, have descended in my home just to fulfill your word and disseminate the process of real knowledge. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. When the Lord appeared before Kardamamoni, after his mature yoga practice, he promised that he would become Kardama's son. He descended as the son of Kardamamoni in order to fulfill that promise. Another purpose of his appearance is Chikisur Bhagavangyanam, to distribute knowledge. Therefore, he is called Bhaktanam Manavardhana who increases the honor of his devotees. By distributing Sankhya, 
he would increase the honor of the devotees. Therefore, Sankhya philosophy is not dry mental speculation. Sankhya philosophy means devotional service. How could the honor of the devotees be increased unless Sankhya were meant for devotional service? Devotees are not interested in speculative knowledge. Therefore, the Sankhya, enunciated by Kapila Muni, is meant to establish one firmly in devotional service. Real knowledge and real liberation is to surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead and engage in devotional service. Text 31. My dear Lord, although you have no material form, you have your own innumerable forms. They truly are your transcendental forms, which are pleasing to your devotees. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. In the Brahma Samhita, it is stated that the Lord is one, absolute, but he has ananta, or innumerable forms. Advaitam achutam anadam anantarupam. The Lord is the original form, but still he has multiforms. Those multiforms are manifested by him transcendentally, according to the tastes of his multi-devotees. It is understood that once Hanuman, the great devotee of Lord Ramachandra, said that he knew that Narayan, the husband of Lakshmi, and Ram, the husband of Sita, are one and the same, and that there is no difference between Lakshmi and Sita. But, as for himself, he liked the form of Lord Ram. In a similar way, some devotees worship the original form of Krishna. When we say Krishna, we refer to all the forms of the Lord, not only Krishna, but Ram, Nisringha, Varaha, Narayan, etc. The varieties of transcendental forms exist simultaneously. That is also stated in the Brahma Samhita. Ramadi Murtishu Nanavataram. He already exists in multiforms, but none of the forms are material. Sridhar Swami has commented that arupina, without form, means without material form. The Lord has form. Otherwise, how can it be stated here, tanyeva tebi rupani, rupani bhagavams tava? You have your forms, but they are not material. Materially, you have no form. But spiritually, transcendentally, you have multi-forms. Mayavadi philosophers cannot understand these transcendental forms of the Lord. And being disappointed, they say that the Supreme Lord is impersonal. That is not a fact. Whenever there is a form, there is a person. Many times in Vedic literatures, the Lord is described as Purusha, 
which means the original form, the original enjoyer. The conclusion is that the Lord has no material form, and yet, according to the liking of different grades of devotees, he simultaneously exists in multiforms, such as Ram, Nishringa, Varaha, Narayan, and Mukunda. There are many thousands and thousands of forms, but they are all Vishnu Tattva, Krishna. Text 32. My dear Lord, your lotus feet are the reservoir that always deserves to receive worshipful homage from all the great sages eager to understand the absolute truth. You are full in opulence, renunciation, transcendental fame, knowledge, strength, and beauty. And therefore, I surrender myself unto your lotus feet. Report. I, Srila Prabhupada. Actually, those who are searching after the absolute truth must take shelter at the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and worship Him. In Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna advised Arjuna many times to surrender unto Him, especially at the end of the ninth chapter. Manmana bhava mad bhakta. If you want to be perfect, just always think of me, become my devotee, worship me, and offer your obeisances unto me. In this way you will understand me, the personality of Godhead, and ultimately you will come back to me, back to Godhead, back home. Why is this so? The Lord is always full in six opulences, as mentioned herein. Wealth, renunciation, fame, knowledge, strength, and beauty. The word portam means in full. No one can claim that all wealth belongs to him, but Krishna can claim it, since he has full wealth. Similarly, he is full in knowledge, renunciation, strength, and beauty. He is full in everything, and no one can surpass him. Another one of Krishna's names is Asamordva, which means that no one is equal to or greater than him. Text 33. I surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, descended in the form of Kapila, who is independently powerful and transcendental, who is the Supreme Person, and the Lord of the sum total of matter and the element of time, who is the fully cognizant maintainer of all the universes under the three modes of material nature, and who absorbs the material manifestations after their dissolution. Report by Srila Prabhupada The Six Opulences Wealth strength, fame, beauty, knowledge, and renunciation are indicated here by Kardamamoni, who addresses Kapilamoni, his son, as Param. 
The word param is used in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam in the phrase param satyam to refer to the sumam bonum or the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Param is explained further by the next word, radhanam, which means the chief, the origin, the source of everything, sarva karana karanam, the cause of all causes. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is not formless. He is purusham, or the enjoyer, the original person. He is the time element and is all cognizant. He knows everything, past, present, and future, as confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. The Lord says, I know everything, present, past, and future, in every corner of the universe. The material world, which is moving under the spell of the three modes of nature, is also a manifestation of his energy. Parasya Shaktir Vividaiva Everything that we see is an interaction of his energies. From the Svetasvatara Upanishad 6.8. Parasya Brahmana Shaktis Tatedam Akilam Jigat. This is the version of the Vishnu Purana. We can understand that whatever we see is an interaction of the three modes of material nature. But actually, it is all an interaction of the Lord's energy. Loka Palam. He is actually the maintainer of all living entities. Nityo Nityanam. He is the chief of all living entities. He is one, but he maintains the many, many living entities. God maintains all other living entities, but no one can maintain God. That is his Svachanda Shakti. He is not dependent on others. Someone may call himself independent, but he is still dependent on someone higher. The personality of Godhead, however, is absolute. There is no one higher than or equal to him. Kapila Muni appeared as the son of Kardamamuni. But because Kapila is an incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Kardamamuni offered respectful obeisances unto him with full surrender. Another word in this verse is very important. The Lord descends either as Kapila or Ram, Nishringa or Varaha, and whatever forms he assumes in the material world are all manifestations of his own personal, internal energy. They are never forms of the material energy. The ordinary living entities who are manifested in this material world have bodies created by the material energy. But when Krishna, or any one of his expansions or parts of the expansions, descends to this material world, Although he appears to have a material body, his body is not material. He always has a transcendental body. But fools and rascals, who are called mudhas, consider him one of them, and therefore they deride him. They refuse to accept Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead because they cannot understand him.
In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Avajananti mam mudha. Those who are rascals and fools deride me. When God descends in a form, this does not mean that he assumes his form with the help of the material energy. He manifests his spiritual form as he exists in his spiritual kingdom. Text 34 Today I have something to ask from you, who are the Lord of all living entities. Since I have now been liberated by you from my debts to my Father, and since all my desires are fulfilled, I wish to accept the order of an itinerant mendicant. Renouncing this family life, I wish to wander about, freed from lamentation, thinking always of you in my heart. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Actually, sannyas, or renunciation of material household life, necessitates complete absorption in Krishna consciousness and immersion in the self. One does not take sannyas, freedom from family responsibility and the renounced order of life, to make another family or to create an embarrassing transcendental fraud in the name of sannyas. The sannyasi's business is not to become a proprietor of so many things and amass money from the innocent public. A sannyasi is proud that he is always thinking of Krishna within himself. Of course, there are two kinds of devotees of the Lord. One is called gosthyanandi, which means those who are preachers and have many followers for preaching the glories of the Lord and who live among those, many, many followers, just to organize missionary activities. Other devotees are atmanandi, or self-satisfied, and do not take the risk of preaching work. They, therefore, remain alone with God. In this classification was Cardamamoni. He wanted to be freed from all anxieties and remain alone within his heart, with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Parivraja means an itinerant mendicant. A mendicant sannyasi should not live anywhere for more than three days. He must be always moving, because his duty is to move from door to door and enlighten people about Krishna consciousness. <laughs> 